listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. Hello everybody, uh, Liam here from the Enjoy an Album podcast. A slightly distressing introduction today. This episode was recorded live at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe uh, to a wonderful small audience at the Monkey Barrel Studio. Uh, Unfortunately, about halfway through the live recording, we discovered, I noticed, that uh, recording had stopped, basically, an SD card had become full and uh, recording has stopped without anyone really noticing. So only half of this episode is exists in the digital format. Uh, it only exists elsewhere in the memory of those who were there. And even that would be patchy. So we've decided to give you what we've got. Um, it was a fun episode. The whole live shows in Edinburgh Fringe experience was fun. Also, we usually have a few episodes in the bag where we could have maybe um, released something else first and tried to add on something, but due to the madness and chaos of the Edinburgh Festival, we're just a bit behind. So, sorry about that. Um, unfortunately, it's it's half an episode this week. It's half an episode. It's me and Christopher covering uh, one of his favourite records from his uh, early days. Uh, the class chief's unemployment. So, uh, yep. Yeah, thanks for understanding. Um, enjoy an album live. Will return at the Edinburgh Festival, and we will continue with our work through of the actual canonised Rolling Stone list uh, from next week with Huskadoo. Um, but for now, this is enjoy an album live. Kaiser Chiefs unemployment or employment? I can't remember. Um. And uh, I hope you enjoy the half that we do have. Bye. Welcome to the Enjoying Album with Christopher McCarthy, Body and Liam with now the podcast where we listen to the 500 greatest albums of all time according to Rolling Stone magazine. It's um, it's it's really bright in here. The light, the house lights are on. Are they not supposed to be? I don't think so. Who was here a few weeks ago? It wasn't this this well lit before. I can, can we turn uh, the, the house lights off? Ooh. Um, I just uh, there we go. Um, do we know? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool vibes. Yeah. Okay, that, for, that's way better, man. For, uh, for audio listeners, which is our only type of listeners, um, 
What's just happened is the mood just got sexy. Yeah, man. These, um, these flame shirts are lighting up the fucking room. Man. We're wearing matching flame shirts. Um, which, just for the life, crap. Which we both had when we were young boys. Yeah, man. Um, very cool to be here. The second Enjoy an Album live show. We are, a li- we, are, uh, we are recording live in front of a live studio audience from the Pleasance Grand. Um, <laughs> there is uh, f- five, 500 people. <laughs> and a farting dog. We actually do have a dog here. Um, a special guest, Bertie, is in the room looking very confused. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my voice coming out of a speaker. Um, and also, she's never really um, listened to the pod. So uh, that's not true. She listens to every episode. She listens to you half every episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, she's never heard me pod before. The best half. Yeah. Um, so uh, today. Um, we are going to be covering one of Christopher's uh, favorite artists as a young man. Oh my god, man! Was everybody else not just digging the vapes before the show <laughs> um, to warm the audience up? We were playing um, Chris's favorite album as a young man, "Employment" by the Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> Whoa, sick! Yeah, uh, that's a uh, that small noise made by the five hundred people. I think gives an indication of the excitement. <laughs> level being held for uh this album i'm uh, saying this with no degree of irony this is one of the greatest albums of all time see if this was on like the nme's list this would be like one two three four and five on the list i think you're yeah okay i disagree <laughs> but but we'll get into that um right. now we always start uh traditionally the our episodes with a, a small blurb written by one of the rolling stones blurb smiths uh-huh. Um, but we've added this ourselves, so I've yeah. got a blurb. Have you got a blurb? No. Nah. Okay, good. I could, I, I we could. had discussed maybe both having a blurb and 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 then doing some sort of blurb off, but you've abandoned I'm, that I'm idea. I'm so tired. Okay. <laughs> is, this is look. day twenty-seven of the uh, Edinburgh Fringe of the Enjoying Album Fringe, uh-huh. and um, <laughs> that's what they call it. We are pretty sleepy boys. Uh, um, yeah, so, yeah. Some of us still put the work in. No. Some of us turn up, uh, some of us don't, and that 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 is a measure of how you are as a performer. I think I got the shirt sorted though. No, you didn't. I bought the shirts. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you want to know how? Do you know how much the shirts were? This was such an expensive like the, the, like laugh. Uh, yeah. They were twenty five pounds what? each. <laughs> we don't even have a Patreon. That's fifty quid. Man. Yeah, I know. But what's 50 quid for the room? You spent 100 quid on this? Yeah, okay. And you've done a blip? As is, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. This is a passion project. Let me tell you, my back is tired from uh, the weight of carrying this fucking podcast. Um, Okay, here's the introduction for the Kaiser Chiefs. That's just the perfect Dionysian archetype, though, you know? It's like Squidward and SpongeBob. Yeah, Squidward in his flame shirt. Yeah. Oh, Bertie's having a shake. There we go. And there's Yep. Just let her run about. No, I don't think that's a good idea. Okay. Okay. The first time I tried that podcast with Roscoe, he has a wee dog and it was just, uh uh-uh. It was just running about and like Roscoe has like a hardwood floor so you just hear the dog's nails clip on the floor and we never never put it out because it sounded dreadful. Yeah, well, I paid for this room to be carpeted so that we wouldn't have that problem and that that also cost £50, which is actually a fucking bargain. Yeah. I think £25 t-shirts are good because now we've also, yes, we've worn them once for this podcast, but we also have clothes to wear for every wedding we ever go to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, here is uh, Liam Withnail's introduction to employment by the Kaiser Chiefs. I'll be honest, I also didn't have much time to do this, so this is a little oh, bit of a copy, on. little bit of a copy and paste job from the internet. Okay, oh. um, Kaiser Chiefs Football Club is a South African professional soccer club based in Naturina, Johannesburg, that plays in the Premier Soccer League. The team is nicknamed Amakosi, which means Lords or Chiefs in Zulu, and the Fafani Glamour Boys. Chiefs have won 13 league titles and over 50 club trophies. As a result, they hold the most trophies amongst all clubs in South Africa. So that's... Um, Whoa, why did they not call themselves the Fafani Wonder Boys? You know, so um, I, I'm not sure if everyone picked up on this, but the Kaiser Chiefs are called that because there was a football team in South Africa called the Kaiser Chiefs. So the uh. joke was that I'd accidentally copy and pasted the wrong... The wrong thing. Not sure that that really landed. Glad I spent that hundred pounds. Uh, <laughs> you give a hundred quid to Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, it's called supporting journalism. Chris, um, as a professional journalist, What's something I would that understand. that guy that runs uh, Wikipedia? Gary? <laughs> Gary? What's the name of the guy? He's always begging for money. He's always like, please, we need to have Wikipedia. I've never heard of that. You uh, never go on Wikipedia and there's a fucking big beige paragraph. I've seen the beige paragraph. I'm, I, listen, I spend every fucking day of my life on Wikipedia clicking blue links above people's parents to find out whether or not they're fucking secret poshos or not. Yeah. So I've avoided enough of their begging paragraphs for more money. It's worse than the fucking Guardian, but I've never seen the name Gary attached. Like, Who the fuck is Gary Wikipedia? Gary or Grant or something or some <laughs> name. Is, is it the word give? Is that what you're oh, saying? Yeah. yeah, it's the word give. It's give to is the guy's name. Um, so um, can you improvise? Tongue and give to, my two favourite guys. So uh, my challenge to you now is to improvise a short introductory blurb to employment by the Kaiser Chiefs. Go. Things were one way, then the Kaiser Chiefs released employment, and things were another way. Formed in 2002 in Leeds. No, actually, formed in 2000. They released Parva, which was with a name before they were the Kaiser Chiefs. That's the end of the blurb. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, I'm, I feel informed. Uh, I know a lot about the album specifically. Um, so the, the Kaiser Chiefs. Okay, well, let's get into it. So, you know, we always start with the question, what did you know about the Kaiser Chiefs? For you, this was a big Everything. One. Everything. I was obsessed with these guys when I was a teen. Uh, my big sister loved them. My big sister, she was into like uh, Westlife when I was uh, a young boy. I was obsessed with Westlife. And then she got into like rock music. You, you were obsessed with Westlife? Yeah, man. Big time. Really? Bop, bop, baby. You were such a musical fucking mystery. Yeah. Because it's like when it, you guys listen to the podcast, every week I bring up an album that I've never heard before. Uh -huh. And you're like, mm, I heard this in the womb. Uh -huh. And... And, and then you also liked Westlife at the same time. Yeah, the big sister. <laughs> Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Gary two. Gary three. Uh, <laughs> no, she was like in LA West because she was like six years older. So like she was like 12 she was in Westlife. So I was in Westlife as a six year old. Loved them. Flying without wings. But, but baby. Uh, what was that other one they had where they would all stand up? That was every song that, that was stand up on the key, key yeah. change. Yeah, that was so class, man. I we should do that. Uh, well, at the key change. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a tonal key change when we start mentioning "come" for the first time. Every, that's what we should do when we record the podcast. When we first say the word "come," we should both stand we're up together. Stand up, salute, and uh, everyone in the audience sort of sways lighters. Uh -huh. um, I gigged with. Um, some, well, I gigged in the same venue as some of uh, Westlife recently. Brian McFadden. 
I don't think it was the it, so some members of Boyzone and some member of Westlife have joined Boys a, Life, a super group called Boys yeah, Life. Yeah, yeah. And when I was gigging in Butlin's Skegness, that's right. Um, I, they were performing after us. That's so sick, man. Yeah, would I would love to meet anybody for Westlife. Yeah, you probably can. I reckon you can probably get a cameo from them for about fucking less than this fucking podcast is going to cost. <laughs> less than this shit. Um, yeah, so I was at like Westlife and like pop stuff like that. But then my big sister got into like uh, rock music. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. So I'm talking about Muse, who hopefully show up on the list at some point. Big Muse head. Are you? Kings of Leon. Yeah. You know, kind of basic rock music. Green Day, who are on the list. Got Dookie on there. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of fucking dookie on there if you ask me uh, <laughs> and then um, <laughs> what well, it's after that it's like she would go into like indie rock music so this was her first band that was like the debut album came out and she was into them already so all of this sort of kudos that you've given yourself for being like a musically engaged young man is uh -huh. basically just lifted from your sister yeah so I should be doing a podcast with her yeah but she's evil <laughs> So you wouldn't like you comfortable it. saying that on a podcast that's going to be released? Yeah. Okay. Why is she evil? I've burnt that bridge, man. <laughs> no. Every day I love you, listen, listen. <laughs> that's what I say to you. Uh, you know, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite happy to put that out there. We don't really speak to each other, so... This is what I'm trying to get out of you. I'm trying to find a new big sister. Right, okay. I've always I think seen I you as a big that sister. Role. <laughs> I think I fulfilled that role. I see you as a sort of little brother character uh -huh. in that I can practice wrestling moves on you. Yeah. Um, which I know what, them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm larger than you oh, in, in yeah. every sense. Um, so then, so she got into the indie music and got into the Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. And do you remember the first sort of moment song? Yeah, because she was like, before this album even came out, she was going to see them and stuff okay she was really she was really really hip cool she was in the Krebs street team that that is amazing <laughs> that was like a thing i don't know if that happens with bands these days nah. but it's basically a way of cheap labor or free labor you would go hey are you a fan uh join the Krebs street team and go and put stickers around town and or basically hand organize out flyers before gigs and hand stuff out flyers before gigs kind of like uh slavery modern slavery more, well kind of like why does slavery exist yeah people are slaves I I agree. So it's not it's not that. Well, I said the word like though. It's you heard of similes before. That's it's like that. You know, that's how we got these shirts. Modern slavery, probably. Yeah. Let's well, I don't know. It. Fucking twenty-five quid a, a, a shirt. I would hope the, the kids are being paid something. Um, what's it saying? Made in China. Yeah. They have slaves there. They sure do. I'm not denying the existence of slaves. <laughs> I don't know how you've taken this angle. You're who's, such an annoying little brother. <laughs> Feels like you're belittling the plight of the sweatshop workers <laughs> by comparing Listen. them with the Cribs Street team. <laughs> uh, Listen, one, one slave is one slave too many, and whether they're <laughs> handing out whether they're handing out flyers or stitching up flame shirts, it's all child labour to me, and it's all unacceptable. That's my take on it, and you won't have me say anything else. That's um, cool, man. So she was a member of the Crib Street team. So via that, so this is interesting because the Kaiser Chiefs, um, they were before their album, mm -hmm. they um, the re, the, like they found they they'd been signed to this band Parva. They were this, and I'd never listened to Parva until yeah. this week. Mm. They fucking sucked, man. 
Yeah. Like, I love this record. I went back and listened to the band. They were, they were all the same members, but they just had different haircuts. Yep. And Peanut, the keyboard player, wasn't wearing a hat yet. Uh, wow. That's, that's his big thing, that he wears a hat. Um, and he wasn't doing it, you know? And they suck. Mm-hmm. It's like, all oh, the songs were, oh my God, rancid shit. And so they were dropped. Yeah. And so they decided to just basically rebrand. Mm. Just new name. Yeah. Named themselves after a South African football team. Yeah. And uh, cool. and then NME mm-hmm. took them on tour for the NME. The, 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 the Did you ever music. see the NME tour? I never went to one, but I remember thinking, wow, that looks cool. I saw one who was playing. It was the Big Pink. Who? Remember them? The Big no, Pink. No. They were like... These girls fall like dominoes, dominoes. Yeah, Yeah, that was our one song they had. Yeah, I remember that in my first year of university. So we're, again, this is, I mean, you're my little brother, so we have an age (laughs) difference here. Uh So I was already, I was way past that that fucking mid shit by the time that was out. Really? Hell yeah. I was as well, but I had friends. Doesn't sound like it. Well, okay. Uh, Big Pink, The Drums. Was on the enemy tour. Oh, the drums? They're yeah. like a Smith's knockoff. I want to go, Sophie. Yeah, 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 okay. They were fucking class, man. They are cool. They were sick shit. Um, and who else was on it? The Maccabees. You like the Maccabees, don't you? Um, I mean, I enjoyed them when I was... Look, this is like a theme of the episode. They were something that when I was <laughs> younger... I was like, oh, this is good because my brain hadn't fully developed. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then I learned about other types of music and, and I, I grew up where... You know, some of us just like live in that that space forever. See, before I talk about the Maccabees, can I ask you a question? Please do. See, when someone says someone's smooth brained, yeah, is that like a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> What's the context here, Chris? So we put up a clip for this on the internet, and it was a bit where like I'm talking about how the Kaiser Chiefs made me start smoking Marlboro Lights because yeah. of the song Saturday Night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I just got two hundred fags. Like I still smoke. I just had two outside the gig before we started doing this. You know? Yeah, yeah, I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, uh, and this guy was like, oh my god, he thinks smoking's cool. That's so smooth brained. <laughs> yeah, that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah that's okay. a, <laughs> I'm saying he's like a smooth, cool guy. But where does that come from? Because brains aren't they smooth? They're all bumpy. Is it like the bumpy of your brain is the smarter you are? That's how it works. Because there's more surface area? Yeah, yeah. So to have a completely smooth brain means you've never used your brain. Like you, it's, 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 like when you think, you, you know, you touch your face to really think really hard. Your brain <laughs> is like, it's like seizing up. So you've never thought before you would have a perfectly smooth brain. Yeah. I think that sounds class. That is <laughs> the science. Um, I saw the cribs. Oh yeah, where I saw the cribs at um, the best music venue in the UK, Brixton Academy, mm. um, and uh, Johnny Marr came out and played with them, which was very cool. Yeah, man. I think the cribs are sort of unfairly maligned as a bit of a lame indie band, but I think they're all right. No, I think they're absolutely sick shit. Um, they're so cool and fun. They had really bad hair. Super bad hair. I had that. I had the middle part and the right because I wanted my big sister to like me. Got the Ryan German oh, mid- We're sort of building up a narrative throughout this episode. <laughs> it's we've, the fringe. We've spent a month at the fringe, so there's a, a sad bit. Really, this whole show is about your relationship with your sister. And at the end, <laughs> she's going to come out from behind that curtain yeah. wearing a flame shirt with a, 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 a bowl cut. She's going to hand me £100 and whisk off into the distance. <laughs> My sister's going to buy me off you yeah. for £100? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's all I want. That's Some all I want. Yeah. You know? 
Her name is Ruby. <laughs> Come on. Day 27 of the fringe. She's still fucking got it. Um, right. Okay. Listen. What are your the fa- Maccabees. Yeah. What about them? They were kind of like uh, my first arcade fire. We slagged them off quite heavily in the first, first episode, episode of this, yeah, this podcast. Yeah. And I think a lot of people listen to that episode uh, who likes the Maccabees, <laughs> who then never listen to another episode <laughs> because of that. And, uh, well, the numbers back up that theory, let yeah. me tell you. Um, yeah, the Maccabees. I'm so gutted, by the way, that more people have listened to the Arcade Fire episode than any other one because it sounded shit. We don't even have Tattoo Woohoo, Tattoo Boohoo yet. Well, it's okay. It's a developer. Listen, I don't, I'm not fucking worried about those, like, those, those, those bottom l- feeders. Absolutely. Yeah. Losers who sort of checked in, had a look around. No, I'm here for the committed album enjoyers, <laughs> the ones who have come to not one, but, but two, two live shows. Wow. You're in an exclusive club. Uh huh. And we will, you're my fucking, interest- you're my ride or dies. You understand? I'm not interested in the lampreys. I'm interested in the show. And the sharks? Yeah. Do you know what a lamprey is? No. no. It's that thing that kind of sticks to the bottom of a shark. It's like... <laughs> Chris just did an impression of a fish, I think. A lamprey. Right. You need to check him out, man. Really a lamp, cool. lamprey. Lamprey. I thought you were saying lamprey. Mm. Like a sheep's... What a sheep would fucking grass. hunt. Yeah, grass. Yeah. <laughs> sharks eat grass? You are a fucking grass, man. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, right, should we get into it? This is wait, like, there was one more band on the NME tour when I went to see them. Mm-hmm. Big Pink, Drums, Maccabees, somebody else. Can't remember who they were. But wait, this, so you stopped me, you, you interrupted me to tell me that you didn't know who the last band was. But I remember... Well, this I, is like episode 72 of the podcast and you still don't understand this. Right. Don't interrupt me to tell me people things that you don't know. I thought I could figure it out by the time I finished the <laughs> sentence. So the enemy tours, though, it was good for like getting little dweebs like yourself into new bands they'd never heard of before, um, including the Kaiser Chiefs. So the Kaiser Chiefs picked up a lot of fans on that enemy. Who was tour. on the tour with them? I don't know. The Killers. Really? Yes. I've seen them twice. Embarrassing. Is it embarrassing? They're cool. Are they? They've become cool again. No. Did you see that album, Imploding the Mirage, that came out? Is that what it's ago? called? Yeah. It's so cringe. That's one of the coolest band album Imploding names Imploding the Mirage. You never imploded the Mirage before? That is... <laughs> that's one of the worst <laughs> album names. It's a good euphemism for cum. Oh, uh, here we start. Uh, the key change, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like cum. I have a story about cum. Let's hear that. Um, listeners of the Some Laugh podcast, we've already heard this. Oh, no. He's no. over there, the guy as well. Yeah. What, Bertie, my dog? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Okay, well, I won't, you can go listen to the, the Some Laugh podcast that I'm on and you can hear about this whole thing. There's this thing. guy living in uh, Liam's house. Or Chris uh, could just tell you the story now. <laughs> I gave us an out there and you carried on. There's this guy fine. living in Liam's house just now. And, this guy. Uh, <laughs> he was like having sex and then he had that condom and then. That weed beautiful dog in the corner, like, found the Johnny and was running about with the Johnny in the mouth, man. Should we do Secret Pasho? Yeah. <laughs> secret Pasho, Secret Secret Pasho. You do it fast and it's like, that's your got no money, you got Dutch Bowl Secret Pasho. Um, Ricky Wilson, lead singer. Don't do this to me, man. Kaiser Chiefs. He's not. Ricky Wilson's dad is Jeff Wilson, a BBC TV producer. No! <laughs> No! He, He's an art school teacher. He produced It's a Knockout. And oh, it, I've heard of that. 
He won a BAFTA for as producer for his coverage ah! for his coverage of the funeral of Princess Diana. <laughs> And Crufts. Crufts! <laughs> Let me tell you, there's no fucking uh, condom come d round on the Crufts. <laughs> no, there's not. They're not getting a Bichon Frise to fetch our youth, Johnny, I'll tell you that much. He you attended should. Leeds Grammar School. Oh, come on, man. Alumni includes a number of MPs. Um, it's the first school, uh, out of all of this, uh, the many weeks we've been doing this, it's the first school that instead of just having a notable alumni link on the Wikipedia page, it also has notable teachers. You get none? And all the it says all the like famous schools that all the other teachers taught at oh. um, and what they went on to do, uh, including Joanna Harris, who uh, uh, the author who wrote Chocolat. <laughs> really? Yeah. Chocolat. That's got Johnny Depp in I it. am fucking chocolat about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is for secret podcast. What does that mean? Shocked. Oh. Okay. You are shocked or you're not shocked? I am shocked. I thought he was a good Leeds boy. Well, yeah, he's from Leeds. Wilson uh, was... Oh, no, hang on. This is just an extra fun thing that I want to say about Wilson. <laughs> this was on his Wikipedia page and it really made me laugh. Wilson was well known for wearing stripy blazers, waistcoats, turn-up jeans and winkle picker shoes. <laughs> A style that won him the NME Award for Best Dressed Person in 2006. <laughs> Anybody's wondering where I get my style from? It's, uh, it's. I've wore uh, waistcoats. I've wore. I had a straight blazer. I used to wear it to school. I had, um, I had winkle pickers. What is a winkle picker? Pointy shoes. Oh. Yeah. I just never felt like I, could, I think I would look too much like an elf if I had <laughs> little pointy shoes. <laughs> I remember I got pointy shoes and uh, my friend Jono came to meet me. We were going to the pub and I opened the door and within seconds, it was like, honestly, you know you when you wear something, new clothes, you want people oh to notice God. it and compliment you. I opened the door to him. He looked at me, looked down at my, and said, what the fuck are you wearing on your feet? Yeah. And I didn't wear them again for six months. Yeah. That's yeah. the right thing to do. That's what Dagnum was like. Um, uh, the rest of the band just went to uh, St. Mary's Roman Catholic School in Menston, a Norman Roman Catholic, a normal uh, not a Norman. Not a Norman. <laughs> Wasn't I... in the time of the Crusades. <laughs> <laughs> Did it join the Knights Templar? <laughs> yeah, his dad was William of Orange. Um, <laughs> a normal Roman Catholic school alumni includes uh, one of the mem founding members of five. Wow. What one? I don't know. Uh, uh. I just wanted to use the phrase one of the founding members <laughs> um, for the band five. What I was five's big hit? Get on up. When you're down, baby, take a good look Is that five? Around. I know, I know it's, it's not that much, but it's okay. We'll keep on moving on anyway. We'll keep on That's a great tune. Yeah. Gotta keep on, keep on moving. Gotta yeah. keep on, keep on grooving. Looking at my playlist choice and I'm thinking, hello. Hello. <laughs> if you put five on the playlist, I will never forgive you. Yeah, okay. Good. You already thought, what did you put on last week? Now you know why my sister doesn't speak to me. <laughs> You ruined her playlist by putting fucking Chris Benoit. That's what you put on. That was really <laughs> fucked up. That was really messed up. Um, so um, I found another thing that I want to talk about. Um, I just want to say I'm so... Before, sorry to interrupt you, but... I don't think you are. So, no, I'm not, but I'm so gutted to hear that he's a wee posh guy. It makes me feel better that all his friends were like nice little... You know, Catholic people or whatever, but they're all from Leeds and they have a, a affiliation with Leeds Football Club. Uh -huh. Whenever Leeds win a game, um, they play. I predict a riot after. Mm. I predict a riot. You think they would predict a riot after they lost? Y yeah, that's true. 
ha- having spent time in Leeds, I think a riot is fairly predictable, win or lose. Yeah. Um, I seen a guy die in Leeds once. Were you at the <laughs> were you at the comedy cabaret? I've done that story on the podcast. I must have talked about the time I saw a guy die. Has anyone? Does anyone? Can anyone back us? I, I no, no one seems to. Everyone's looking blankly at us, but that may be the content of the podcast. <laughs> that's, well, getting that reaction. <laughs> I saw this guy, uh, I was on tour with my band at the time, we were in a hardcore punk band. Did your band tour? We went to Leeds, Nottingham, Gateshead in Glasgow. So in my head, you're, when you say um, I was in a hardcore punk band, mm-hmm. I kind of don't really envisage that leaving someone's garage. <laughs> no, no, we played loads of shows, opened for cool people and went out to the Temple of Boom. And Temple uh, of Boom? Yeah, and, and Leeds, it's like a DIY hardcore space. And uh, we kind of fell <laughs> out. hardcore space. Yeah. People walk into the space and they're like, whoa, this is hardcore. Look at these shelves. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and we'd kind of fell out the day before because we were on tour and like we were trying to be like, when you're in a hardcore band, it's very much like we are together. We are a crew. Um, but like the singer wanted to go to like the baked potato shop and everybody That's else was That's fucking like, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> We were like, we want to go to Frankie and Benny's, man, but like... That's DIY. Yeah. I can feel like it was some of the fucking pastas out there, man, you know? Why are there so many onions in the Frankie and Benny's spaghetti meatballs, man? Why <laughs> <laughs> are you throwing raw Not onions in my pasta? Not enough people are talking pot? about this, okay? Why are there so many onions in I'm the... I'm going to sp- do that thing podcast people do when they get into a topic. Why is nobody talking about this, man? Yeah. My my podcast arm is, um, is, uh, is now... It's a bit flaccid, isn't it? It's, it's started to fall somewhat. I'm going to try How'd you tighten that up? Um, I don't know. This it's, is, uh, is that thing up there, isn't it? Oh, there we go. No, I think we've got it. We're okay. You've just balanced it, right? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I just want to touch so it again. We can get Eddie Ting to, uh, to snip that out. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, that costs money as well, by the way. <laughs> Shit. Um, it's an extra 50 quid, isn't it? Um, you, was, you were talking about the fucking Frankie and Benny's for some reason? Yeah, I so I gave day and leads. I was having, we'd, because we felt like about if we were going to have a Frankie and Benny's or a baked potato shop, we went, why are you on your phone doing this great story? <laughs> we went to, <laughs> we went to um, a, a pizza place we found that had two, you could get two pizzas for £12. And then we were eating the pizza and we looked outside and this old man was getting off the bus and he just like fell off face first out of the pavement. And he was dead. So that's what I think of when I think of Leeds. <laughs> he was fine. I think I prefer the episodes where we have a bit more preparation. Um, and you no don't way, have to man. riff stories about old dead men in Leeds. <laughs> you were uh, telling me that you thought Leeds should be my football team. If I was going to get any football. Yeah, well, they've got the Kaiser Chiefs connection. Uh-huh. And they also had this weird old guy called Marcelo Bielsa. Who's, I've heard them. Yeah. He's he good. He's a very eccentric, crazy old dude who I think you would vibe with. But they've got rid of him now, and now they have like an American man who's a bit like Ted Lasso, who I don't think you would like. No. No. I thought you said I would like them because they're kind of like. They're, they're, they're kind of tragic. Yeah. They're kind of tragic <laughs> and sad. Do you know what I mean? There's no point. Like, if you were to support a team that was like really like massive and successful, Manchester United. That's probably a good example of actually someone who you should support because that's that's, that's going terribly for them. Are they? Like, are they? Yeah, you need someone. Like, if you were to support a team, it should be someone that's like, like a bit embarrassing. Uh-huh. That would make you feel sad. All like the time. Leicester before Leicester were good. Yeah, you. I mean, there's, you can guess teams all you like, but you're going to get them wrong each and every single time because you have no knowledge about this. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Preston North End or someone like that. Just a complete I unknowable. Hate Preston, man. 
do you? I get stuck there once. I'm not going to tell another st- road story. <laughs> I was an old guy for Laurie and died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was having a pregnant babies. And um, oh, listen, here's my um, here's my hot take about the Kaiser Chiefs. I see that. I believe them to be the most basic of bitches. You kidding? I'm not. 100%. What are you saying that for? I, I'm going to back up my thesis with an article that I found on Pitchfork. Oh no. Kaiser Chiefs recommending their favorite songs and albums of all time. Okay. Uh, how's this for a complete basic B list of your. This is a band. This is a band who make music. A rock okay? band. Uh, a rock band who make music. And this is their list. Uh-huh. Okay. When was this? I don't know. Okay. okay. The Clash London Calling. Uh-huh. Beach Boys Pet Sounds. Yeah. Beatles Abbey Road. Yeah. And David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust. I'll tell you They're what. They're the exact same musical taste as my dad. They're all in the top 50, 500 greatest albums of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine. But, but, Is there not a band more emblematic and influenced by the canon of modern American music than the Kaiser Chiefs? And was a little perfect for the list. There was a little quote after each one. They also put on Park Life by Blur. And the little quote that they said was, this is great. This is, you know, it, it, it's great to have an insight into how musicians speak about other musicians you know what i mean in the same way we spoke about comedy in that inside baseball way of we we have an analysis from having created that you know just mm-hmm. members of the public who don't create maybe don't have so it's good to reach new heights of understanding Big by uh, speaking to guys like this um they said of of pa- blurs park life park life is brill i can't think of a better word to describe it <laughs> <laughs> and it's that kind of analysis that I just think you don't get anywhere else. They're not journalists like us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just a couple of lovable lads. One of them has a hat, you know. Like, but the, I mean, the thing about this record is, I feel like it's so maligned by people. Kaiser Chiefs are a punchline now. Mm. What happened? This this was huge. Well, there was. Did you have this record? I uh, I think I had the CD. Yeah. yeah. Did it come in the little box? I don't think I got the box version. Oh my god, my big sister had this uh, special edition, and it was. Do you know how the front cover is like? It's like a board game. Yep. And it's like for fun. So what does it say on the front? It's like just a wee. It looks like a board game. Yep. And then you could actually lift open the box, take off the lid. There was a disc, a little book. Oh my god. That's that's every. Oh yeah. That's it. <laughs> you just like CDs. I just love CDs, man. But this. <laughs> It was so cool, but it was it, I, I, no, nobody like my big sister. I remember she went to go see them the second time, and they could they had had the big hits and stuff, big singles. They'd been on TV, and they had like sparkly lights behind them, and she was like, "Oh, it's like Westlife now." But she, I remember listening to them when they had just. And you loved out. Westlife. I loved Westlife. Yeah. So I think they were kind of a victim to the um, the the historical sort of looking at that period as like indie landfill, right? Mm-hmm. There was lots of very similar bands at the time, who sort of came out but British indie scene. Your Block Party, yeah. your Libertines. No, I think there's a definite difference between the post-punk revival of your Block Parties and your indie landfill. You know, I, I agree. There's a difference, but they sort of all get grouped in together, right? Yeah, and your Block yeah. Party and your your Libertines are like your your, your top tier. They're the ones who still kind of are a bit the they're still looked at as they were like the best ones and the Cribs yeah. as well. And there was a lot of shit. And these came like a little while after, I think. And this it basically had that mainstream crossover into sort of like lad like your fratellis your yeah. 
And so like you would hear Ruby at football grounds, Ruby, 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 like that. And I yeah. think they just became incredibly un uncool very quickly. Where's my phone? I, d I don't know. No, why. it's okay. It's because talking about lad culture and stuff, I remember when the guy for Frightened Rabbit died, mm. there was an article in The Guardian and it was saying, oh, Midnight Organ Fight by Frightened Rabbit is like a complete rejection of the blokey ladness of bands like the Kaiser Chiefs. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Guardian, man? It's not blokey. But then you do go back and listen to this record and it is a wee bit like uh, that bit where it's like, you know, he's talking about girls running around with no clothes on trying to borrow a pound for a condom. And I was yeah, like, oh, it was yeah. a wee bit of its time, wasn't it? It was early 90s. And he's, he's uh, there's, there's, he, he calls them like fat girls as well, I think. As Does well. he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like some sort of comment about their weight. And oh, their, come um, on. Actually, the well, girls to run around and close on borrow a pair of a condom. If it wasn't for chip fat, they'd be frozen. Yeah. So it's not calling them fat. It's saying that the food they eat contains fat. Right, okay. But the implication is that by proxy... They're fat. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, I agree. Okay, sorry. So we're so this is good. The narrative arc of this episode is now Chris's own reappraisal of his relationship with the Kaiser Chiefs and his sister. <laughs> yeah. Getting into some fucking Freudian analysis right no, here. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, okay, that's great. Um, good, good to know. Um, okay, so the album um, hit after hit for the first half. No. <laughs> Every day I love you less and less. Oh my God, I predict a riot. Nah, 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 nah. This is the modern way. All in the, all in the first day. half. All, all in, in the first. first half. But then in the back half, you got Caroline No, Time Honored Tradition. You got... Uh, it's called Caroline Yes, so you got what? that. <laughs> oh yeah, Caroline Knows by the Beach Boys. Yeah, so this is called Caroline Yes as a reference to the uh -huh. Beach Boys. Yeah, which is what they said in their little comment about the... The Beach Boys pet sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were dweebs, man. They were musical dweebs. They loved all that shit. I yeah. think it's a perfect meld, uh, Britpop, you know, Sunshine, West Coast, Beach Pop, and uh, like a wee bit of dirty rock and roll guitar music, you know? So <laughs> when it starts, you know, we had to, we obviously re-listened to this this week, and I haven't listened to it in, you know, probably 20 years. And um, What? 20 years? Well, when did it come out? 2005, oh, so close geez. to, yeah, yeah the yeah. fucking, the, the, the TikTok of Grandfather Clock, because mm. it comes for us all. Death is merely around the corner at any moment. Our lives are fleeting. We're dying slowly from the moment we're born. Tell that to that old man in Leeds, man. He's... <laughs> Cut fell off our bus, man. So it starts, I'm going to say, the first four songs are great. It starts with, every day I love you less and less. I'm starting to something, something. Oh, come on, you even know the second line. Every day I love you less and less. It's good to see that you've become obsessed. It makes me sick to think of you undressed. Because every day I love you less and less and less and less. I know, I feel it in my bones. I mean, this is just the best musical time. Uh, so... <laughs> I do think it's good though. Yeah. I think it's like, and I think it's like a good ironic, like uh, the, the lyrics basically, like he's saying, and oh, I, I don't love you anymore, but really is, I'm still pining for you. Like yeah. that's, I think that's good. Whenever somebody says they don't do something in a song, they're doing it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's 100%. Somebody says, no examples needed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. And the little electronic. <laughs> I mean, this is yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah. It's good. That's there's good. a there's a new wavy synthy sound that completely differentiates it from the likes of hard fi. 
Oh, now that's indie landfill that's, right there. That's why there's no post-punk revival there that's, whatsoever. That's just, you know, it's scooping out the fucking... Working for the cash machine. Working for the cash machine. We're living in a cashless society. That's yeah. not going to last forever. They're coming back, by the way. Hard fire. This year? No way. Yeah. Where to? Venues near you. <laughs> Keep, keep them out of the venues near me. <laughs> Meadowbank Sainsbury's. Fuck yeah. off. Um, if I see hard fire in Meadowbank Sainsbury's, I will lose my shit. I would love it, man. <laughs> Just accidentally doxed to myself. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very well populated area. You won't be able to figure out my address from there. Um, every, every day, I love it. Great. And then uh, I predict a riot. Um, this is this is a bad lyrical. <laughs> That a different song? That's no, no like, it does. It does start like that with yeah. the sort of. I always like the guitar work in this record is so underappreciated. It's a perfect meld of Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Uh, there is that kind of distorted heaviness, a kind of very, you know, because Tony Iommi had to cut his fingers off. Well, he didn't have to cut his fingers off. He, <laughs> he cut his finger off on in an industrial accident, so his, it has like little stubs for fingers. So the, the, the strings on his guitar are detuned to make them easier to play and that makes the sound heavier. I think that's saying that a band is like someone who has stubby fingers. Yeah. It's not the compliment you think it is. No, no, well, no. Well, you play like the guitar, you play the guitar like someone without fingers. Yeah. <laughs> People really? have said that. That's so nice guys, of you right? to say. But it's a perfect meld of their necessary heaviness, loose stringed heaviness, with the bombastic playing of Brian May from Queen, man. Right. And nobody's talking about how good this cunt is at playing guitar. And it upsets me because, I mean, it's cool. Right, that's a power chord though, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's just pretty, it's I, mean, pretty I mean, I can probably play that. Yeah. And I've got fingers, <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Stubby, sure, but... Um, what well, this I predict right has a fairly unforgivable lyrical uh, moment. What one? When he says, "I tell thee just to rhyme." <laughs> no one fucking talks like that, especially in Leeds. I tell thee. What does it rhyme with? Um, walking through town is quite scary. It's not very pretty. I tell thee. Yeah, that's bad. That is. Bad. How are you going to rhyme with scary, man? Mary. Hairy? Could they got hairy? Things, yeah. things do get hairy when they get dangerous. Hey, Ricky, did you think about that? Did, they, did they teach you that at Leeds Grammar School, <laughs> you little freak? You little push fuck. <laughs> I tell thee, please. And then there's that line after that where it wouldn't have happened to Smeaton, an old Leo Downsian Like, yeah. Do you know what that means? I actually don't. An old Leo Denzian? Oh, yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah, uh, old Leo Denzian is the name of um, uh, the alumni of Leeds Grammar School. Leo yeah. Denzian. It was hiding in plain sight the whole yeah. time. <laughs> How did we listen to a song that says the words, I tell thee, and old Leo Denzian, and yeah. go, I wonder if these guys are posh. I, don't <laughs> I just thought he had that kind of Russell Brandy, cheeky chappy, oh, I know big words, but I'm a good class working boy, you know? Yeah, yeah. afraid not. I uh, so that, as they say, uh, is that. Uh, listen, we would have preferred to have had the full episode, of course. Um, but sometimes life just be that way, I guess. Um, we're grateful to have got what we got. 
and uh, we're grateful to have had the audience that we did to come in and enjoy the full thing. Uh, we're grateful as well for the continued support from you, the album enjoyers. It was very cool uh, throughout the festival to be greeted by people after my show. Um, and Chris said this as well, who would, would come and, and, and tell us that they listen to the podcast and, you know, shout either um, Slimcock Bumblebee Balls or, or Barry Gordy at us. Um, it, it, it really always made me smile. Um, so thanks to everyone who did that. And thanks to the album enjoys who, who helped plug out Edinburgh Fringe shows as well. Um, the normal list will return next week. Um, Huskadoo. Um, is the name of the band and uh, we I look forward to meeting more of you out in the real world over the next year up until the next Edinburgh Festival and uh, we continue to plan big things for the podcast or in the post fear not um, thanks again enjoy your week we'll see you soon